Welcome to Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Cyber and the Antioch Movement. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us for a while now, our desire is that by the end of our time together, you can say that you've fallen more in love with Jesus and have a greater passion for Him and His purposes in the earth. Thanks so much for joining us. And we hope that you enjoy today's episode. Well, hey, I hope everybody joined us uh, for part one of my conversation with Cal Wal- Walcott, um, just about his story and his journey of finding Jesus. And again, on the Passion Purpose podcast, our goal is to connect people who are passionate, connect with people who are passionate for Jesus and living out God's purpose. And uh, many times people talk about, you know, it's not about doing, it's about being. And then the other doers say, hey, without without works, your faith is dead. And But remember, Jesus was both. Yes. He was just one full expression of mm-hmm. glorifying his father by intimately walking with him and, mm-hmm. and then expressing through compassion the works of God for the glory of God. Yeah. So don't be in one camp or the other, right. you know, yeah. be wedded to Jesus, mm-hmm. which is wedded to his mission, passion, and purpose. And, yes. and I know that that's uh, your heart and kind of one of the big things that you carry is, hey, how do we live it out as we walk throughout our day, walk throughout our life? Uh, on another podcast that they're doing, they're launching another uh, podcast called Field Notes coming out really soon. Caleb and Danielle are going to be hosting that. Uh, well, they're going to be talking about stuff in the workplace. So we're not going to kind of talk about the workplace today. Let's just talk about Washington, D.C., what God's been doing, and give us some idea of through the protests, through COVID, how God's led you and your friends and what God's been doing. Yeah. So as a reminder where we left off, I, I decided to stay. I found this job. I started uh, February of, of 2020. Um, and February 2020, yeah, yeah. one month. Month and a half in person and, <laughs> yeah. then, and then the world shut down. And I, I didn't expect to stay in D.C. And I knew that I was called to this family, but D.C. was never a part of my missional mindset. Sure. And so... I felt a little disoriented because I, sure. I'm very much driven by, of course, love for God, but I, I want to have purpose. a lane to yeah. run in a purpose. Yeah. And yeah. so I didn't have a sense of purpose and right. I didn't know what to do. And I just thought, I would, well, if you don't know what to do, you serve. And so I, yeah. I just asked the leadership, like, how can I serve? I'll do anything that's helpful. And um, they were like, we're just glad you're here. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's not helpful, though. What do I need to do? <laughs> yeah. Way to go. First of all, everybody, that's the right question to ask a leader. Go ahead. <laughs> and... <clears throat> So I'm just trying to figure it out and trying to obey the Lord day by day. And then COVID happens and that shifts everyone's plans. <clears throat> but I, I know my plan. I'm still going to obey Jesus daily and abide in him. And, and there's people that need help. And so I, um, let's see, I'll fast forward to the day before, I think it was Memorial Day, in the one in June, Labor Day. And um, I felt like the Lord told me to go to Philly. Philadelphia, and so I go there, and um, I end up staying at this um, at this Airbnb that is at I believe the address was 107 Christian Street, and that felt meaningful. <clears throat> and I was I was there because I felt like God wanted to speak to me something about the nation and the founding of the nation, and so I was curious what Psalm 107 was about, and and I'm pretty sure that's the address, but and that's sure. the psalm. But if I'm wrong, yeah, then yeah. I'll correct me later. But um, it it's a psalm about safe passage, safe voyage. Sure. And I was curious, like, oh, I wonder if the people that landed here read this. And I found some article that suggested that some scholars think that that might have been the first psalm that they read when they when they landed here. And so that felt meaningful. I was like, okay, I'm staying in a meaningful place. Well, let me go to Constitution Hall and all of these historic locations and just pray. And so I'm praying, and 
I don't know how to describe it because probably a lot of people maybe have a sense of patriotism from sure. you know their upbringing or whatever. But my family's not from America, right. and I've never felt connected to America. We always traveled all over the world, and I always loved other nations, and I sure. never planned to stay here. Right. And so I had never really experienced sort of patriotism or love for nation or country. But um, while I was there praying, I really experienced God's love for America, and I felt. It was a profound experience, and I was reading about um, the different the blessings that the different tribes of Israel had, mm. and how they were uniquely designed by God to bring right. about certain purposes, even related to the economy or related wow. to um, the kind of warriors they would be, or right. just different blessings. And I felt just this unique insight into the unique blessings that God had for America. And I almost I honestly felt adopted as an American. I was born here and I was raised here, but I never sure. felt that connection. So I felt like a, almost a spiritual adoption. Like Mikhail, you're an American now, mm-hmm. and I want you to own that. The reason that's relevant is because I go home the next day, which is a Tuesday, I see the George Floyd video. And <laughs> I had, I've of course seen videos like this, sure. I've seen tragedies sure. like this. This was different for everyone in the way that sure. it sort of it, it sort of just elicited this massive outcry. But it was different for me because for the first time I was African American and not just sort of an outsider looking in. And I've had my own experiences, but sure. still there's always that sort of, well, I'm Caribbean, so it's a little bit different, but sure. I, I owned it in a different way. And I remember sure. just experiencing the grief of God and the, and the pain of God and, and even repentance in my own heart for the way that I'd separated myself from the African American experience out of right. self-protection or whatever else. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so as I was grieving that, I was just, I, I was like, well, Lord, I have to respond how am I going to respond and so I just started bringing um, sandwiches to unhoused folks and telling them about God's love because you know they're the people who've experienced historical injustices the most sure. and I was like well let me love right. the people who are most impacted by this who might not sure. be on the streets protesting because right. they don't have the the capacity or resources to even right. do that um, at the same time I was going to the protests and thinking about how I could serve and I realized that uh, these people that are out there day and night protesting are they're, they're, the function of it is is like an intercession, right? But they don't. But a lot of them don't have God, and they don't have the Holy Spirit empowering it. And so, I mean, it's hard enough for us Christians to intercede <laughs> consistently. Could you imagine trying to do it without the Holy Spirit, without God? It doesn't and, work. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't work, yeah. and it it's draining. And so I was thinking, like, well, I want to. There's a genuine cry, and I would love right. to reconcile that cry to God and help people mm-hmm. connect. The, the you know those who hunger and thirst for the Hebrew word is actually justice right. shall be satisfied. Yeah. And so if they're hungering mm, and thirsting good. for justice and they bring it into the Lord, there's mm. so much fruit that can come from this. And so my friends and I were thinking about how we could serve and bless, and we um, decided on a, on what we call the mental health meditation table, uh, which <laughs> gave us what a great <laughs> way to go. The mental health meditation table. Yeah, All right. you know, okay. everyone's talking about mental health. Everyone sure. knows they need it, and it's a great easy way to get to to reach different audiences and. <laughs> So all kinds of people would come and we kind of gauge their level of um, comfort with God and spirituality and kind of tailor our language accordingly. Uh-huh. And, uh, and even for the people that weren't comfortable, you know, you'd, you'd begin to just hear the Lord and, and prophesy discreetly or, or maybe overtly and they begin to cry and then it opens a door to share Jesus. And so we had a lot of really amazing testimonies out of that. So wait, just, just so you know, this is not normal for everybody. So, okay. you, would, so you said, hey, let's go out to the protesters and this was in the middle of dc so yep. this was the intensity yep. of the intensity yeah in the in the most intense parts where there was yeah borderline rioting right where place. rioting's yeah. going you guys are there yep and uh, and and i remember you talking to me and and you would just walk up to people and say how you doing you would try to minister to the people yeah. to the persons mm-hmm. regardless of how crazy it was or whatever sure. 
And then again, I didn't know about the meditation table. So was it literally just a table and a little yep. sign that said? Just a table and a sign, yeah. And it said mental health meditation help? Uh, table, just men that's it, mental health meditation table. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, and y'all would just, people would come up and talk to you or you'd people say, hey, do you up, need any help? Um, both, we would invite people, often people would just walk up and they'd be like, this looks interesting, I need help. Like, what What do you do? What do you offer? And I was like, I would, we would say, well, it depends, what are you looking for? <laughs> We'd ask them some questions. And so that is people, awesome. There were beautiful moments. I mean, one person who's like, screaming i hate white people i hate this cussing nation blah blah, sure. blah whatever but i just felt like the lord showed me the pain this wasn't a political issue for him he had some personal pains in his heart and so i like i just began to ask him if some things had happened that i felt like god maybe showed me and he said yes and then he began to open up and share those pains by the end of it he was crying and telling god how much how hurtful it was and he was he was releasing mm. those pains to god and it just wasn't about the politics of it all. Right. And we need good politics and we need yeah, 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 some yeah. of these issues sure. to be addressed. I believe that more sure. than anyone. But yeah. but in that moment, it was about the person in front of me mm. and how God wanted to touch his heart. Mm. And and that's what we do as kingdom people. Yes. Above all else, we care about people's eternities mm. and we and we want and God uses these these the present distress to to help people see their need for the kingdom and right. the kingdom need was justice mm -hmm. but it was also compassion and hope and healing and yeah. jesus ultimately yeah. right and so that's just one beautiful moment uh many others but uh i know one i i felt like this she, this girl was she was screaming burn it all down burn it all down whatever felt like the lord said she was a sociology major um and so i asked her that and she said yes and i was like but you took you tried like four or five different majors before you got there and it was a long journey and she said yes and i was like well the lord wanted you to be a sociology major because he wanted to help you construct not to tear down mm. so you're chanting tear it down but actually you're meant to partner with the wisdom of god to build better systems not just to burn things down wow and she was impacted and we prayed for her and so it's just like wow it's amazing we don't have to be intimidated by people's politics just look at the heart of wow we regard no one according to the flesh right mm. so anyway one testimony i really want to share from this though that was just blew my mind and initiated this whole journey with ministering to lgbt folks that i never even though that's a part of my history it was never my i didn't assume that that means that i need to sure that needs to be my ministry it's just, sure um but god just did it and so we're at the table i uh, this guy walks up the mental health the mental health table. table right got it got it yes the guy walks up <laughs> and i he was is open to receiving prayer and um as we're praying he's impacted i think he's tearing up i can't remember but I, he is sharing about just mental struggles and so I felt like the Lord the tool God gave me was you know the Holy Spirit can show us lies and teach us the truth and and he has some Christian background but it's kind of spiritual so I say well the spirit of truth wants to teach you the truth and show you what's a lie and break different lies in your life and so um, let's just wait on the spirit of truth and he'll show you what lies you've been believing and then you just break agreement with it and we'll pray for Jesus to, to help you walk in the truth. And so he shares different things like I'm unloved or I'm rejected or I have no purpose and he, he breaks agreement with each of them. And then in the same tone as all the rest of them, he says, oh, I'm gay. And I was like, what do you mean? What do you, what do you, you're telling me that you're gay? Okay. He's like, no, no, no. I felt like the spirit of truth said that it's a lie that I'm gay. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, we'll go through the same process. And so we renounced it. We broke it and, um, prayed for him. After that, we became friends and he continued to have these encounters with God. He introduced me to some of his friends who I'm still friends with and connected with, who also had hunger for God and are part of gay community. And, uh, I mean, there's so much that could be shared, but we'll fast forward about, I think, eight months to um, my friend Kelly, who has been like, a really valuable ministry partner Your for partner. me, a great friend, yep. um, and I go on this retreat with, um, with, uh, with the man I mentioned and some of his friends. 
and um, we we pray, of course, for God to give dreams. It's just like a baseline prayer we always pray. Sure. We, we weren't contending for it. He tells us the next day I had this dream, and he explains the dream, and he says there were these creatures with the head of a lion and an ox and an eagle um, and a human face. Actually, no, one of the animals was a turtle instead, which was a random mm. fun detail that I don't know why God chose that, but I think it had meaning to him. And uh, then there were these burning sands, and... Um, Jesus invited me to cross the burning sands to come to his throne and I he said but once you cross the burning sands you can never turn back and so he crossed the burning sands and Jesus gave him these multicolored robes and gave him the title minister and he told us this dream and we're just like reeling he has no idea what it means because he's not familiar with the cherubim or sure. any of this biblical imagery yeah. really and so we're asking him what do you think it means and he's like well I'm not really sure and we do a bible study we unpack it we ask him if he wants to get baptized. At this point, it's like September, and it's New Jersey. It's the Jersey Shore, and so it's really mm. cold. But we baptize him right there, and then he has this whole God experience. And since then, he and his whole friend group have been impacted. We've done DBSs with them, um, and it's it's been a wild journey. <laughs> Just put it. Wow. It <laughs> so so again, uh, when when people are listening and everything, and okay, my little world here. <laughs> so you're, you're, you were in the middle of the protest. If yep. we saw riots on TV, mm-hmm. you guys were there. I mean, because yep. I was actually dialoguing at times with you on text or, or people are telling me they're going out, pray for them. Yep. And you're having these encounters where you're looking and speaking to people's hearts, yep. not even engaging kind of what they're ranting about, but right. what's going on inside of them. Exactly. This little mental health table idea mm-hmm. sets up. Out of it, God speaks to a guy. Oh, that being gay is a lie, yep. and so it, it. You don't even. You don't even need to make a statement. You're I didn't just, do anything. <laughs> you're literally just, bringing him before yeah. God and saying, "God cares about you." Yeah. What's God have to say? And y'all go on this journey. He's been baptized, and you guys are helping him and walking with him as yep. mentors and friends along the way. So, Mikhail, you know that that's for most people. They're like, "Wow, okay, that's that's really." out there but it's not really out there it's just normal christianity kind yeah. of one-on-one yeah. so why don't you why don't you just take us into what's what how what's worldview normalcy mm-hmm. for you um your um a young leader in your 20s you're working in business kingdom of god's your priority mm-hmm. your worldview is the glory of god jesus you care about justice and but you, you're able to carry the tensions of all that together because of a central focus. So kind of just help me with your who's your central focus, yeah. which I already know the answer, but tell us in your own words, and what would you admonish us all to, to be normal mm-hmm. as we look forward? Because the world's complex, man. Mm-hmm. Politics isn't gonna get easier. Yeah. These issues aren't gonna get easier. Man's not getting better. Mm-hmm. So where are you finding a pl- way forward in your own heart and in, in, in helping others get there. Yeah, well, let me, let me. there's a lot of ways I can respond to that. I, what I want to share is in the swirl of everything, all of the world events and all of the social tensions that have emerged, I think humility has been so important to me. Right. And I think of the psalm where David says, I don't consider things that are too right. high and mighty for me. Yep. And having an Instagram account doesn't mean that I have the right to have and share mm-hmm. a political opinion on something complex that I've never actually dealt with or right. 
met anyone who deals with it. It's sure. Just not, I don't. Even as a Princeton graduate who studied public policy and all these things, sure. I, I still don't feel that right. it's my realm of authority to comment on or make it my central focus to talk about things that are legitimately complex. And sure. I have thoughts, yeah. I have opinions, and, sure. and sometimes I'll share them when I, I feel like it's in sure. line with the, the ultimate mission, the central priority, which is how do I love God well, how do I love people well, and how do I help people come to know Jesus? And sure. And sometimes that means validating people's real pain and, and helping them sure. see that God envisions a better world, which right. in a way is inherently political, right? Sure. Because it's a kingdom. And right. if we believe the kingdom of God, justice looks a certain way and there's certain principles, sure. then we have an ideal. I right. think how we get to that ideal from a, like from a political perspective or a social perspective is complicated mm -hmm. and messy, yes. but, but having the ideal and helping people walk with the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. to see that they're meant to live in the mm -hmm. kingdom of God and to live in the kingdom of God mm -hmm. today is how I stay clear right. in the midst of all the noise. When I think about my daily life, I I kind of just assume God wants to do amazing stuff today. Mm -hmm. And he's looking for people that want to partner with him. So mm -hmm. it's not so much about, I don't really think about if I'm anointed enough or gifted enough or, mm -hmm. or special enough or called enough. Like mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. It's not about what I've, it's just about what God wants to do. It's his mm -hmm. mission. It's his kingdom. It's he, he called and commissioned the 72, sure. not because they were super special as far as we can tell, but just because that they were available. Yes. And so I, I really just think, you know, I'm available to you, Lord. There mm -hmm. are people that you want to save or you want to heal or that you want to touch or you want to bless mm -hmm. and keep my eyes open to the opportunities. And, and, um, you know, if I'm walking to the grocery store, like, surely there is someone here who you yes. want to bless you know absolutely um irrespective of how i feel or what i'm going through or mm -hmm. whether i feel like i have the right tool or i'm gifted or i have a word surely there's someone you want to bless mm -hmm. and so i just daily make it my habit to make myself available start conversations with people and not all of them are going to be spiritual conversations but mm -hmm. if what if god wanted it to be sure i started the conversation and he can turn it spiritual if he wants it if mm -hmm. he wants to you know so i just try yes. to i try to just make myself available to as many opportunities as possible mm -hmm. I don't know if people always get healed, but, you know, I, I try to love. And, and when it feels like the most loving thing to do is to pray for healing, then mm -hmm. then I'm just going to believe God every time because because I want to make myself available. Yes. Um, because people need God. There There's no shortage of people. The harvest is plentiful. Right. right. And so I think that is what frames my worldview. The harvest is plentiful. Right. And if I'm not seeing it, that doesn't mean that it's not plentiful. It just means that I need to keep making myself available until God creates more opportunities. Um, so, so, so. Um, this is normal life for you. Jesus is going to do something great today. He cares about people everywhere. Open mm -hmm. my eyes. I'll engage in conversation. I'm looking for the Holy Spirit at yeah. work. Yeah. So maybe just one last comment. When we talk about <clears throat> the authority of God and the authority of the Word of God, because really what, what I always want to know when I'm um, mentoring people, discipling, what I'm trying to get people to is, hey, um, I'm not God, you're not God. Yeah. So authority really is the breakdown or the buildup mm -hmm. of where we're going. So I know that sounds a little bit of a one-off, but it's, it's important because people listening start thinking, okay, well, we talked a little bit about justice, we talked a little bit about government, mm -hmm. talked a little bit about work, talked a little bit, but wh how do you see the, the authority of God and the authority of mm -hmm. word of God as you kind of live your life? Where does that come into play? Yeah, I think that I... I just love to be in a community of people that have different perspectives. And that's why I, one of the reasons I love um, 
I wanted to go to the nations and be cross cultural, sure. or whatever. But even in DC, like if I'm be, if I'm gonna be in America, I'm gonna find the people that are the least like me and, <laughs> and love them. Is because uh, we just see through, dimly through a lens. Even sure. even the word of God, we see yeah, dimly yeah. through sure. a lens, right? And and I, there's something so special when someone who's not like us is is filled with the Holy Spirit and has also agreed that the word of God is my authority. Right. That helps us to to build the whole picture, right? Right? Like if we if if in homogeneity, we're missing some of the picture of how God wants to reveal himself because every one of us is the image of God. Yes. And so I I believe the word of God is authoritative, of course, of course. otherwise I probably wouldn't be speaking here. <laughs> I wouldn't have much to say. I shouldn't be speaking here if I, if I didn't. But I think that in in everybody's, like, there's, there's ways that I know Jesus. I was thinking about this this morning, actually. Every one of us, because of how God has uniquely created us in his image and because of the things we've had to overcome, the struggles we've had, sure. our experiences, whatever. Right. We all have access to a unique part of God's heart yes. um, that enables us to experience him and see him differently mm-hmm. and personally, whatever. And when we, we bring those things together under submission to, to what the words actually say, right. we get the whole picture. Yes. And so, so I don't mm-hmm. stress when someone's talking about justice and they sure. love Jesus and mm-hmm. whatever. They might, the process needs to be submitted to God too, not just sure. the ideals, right? Sure. I don't stress when someone else is talking about, you know, the need for gospel proclamation. Amen to all of sure. it. And let's just obey the Holy Spirit and bring these people together. And, mm-hmm. and there's beautiful ways that that will come together. And let me just make this a little clearer with the story. There's, yeah. um, there's a woman who lives in Southeast in, um, in the most sort of the place with highest levels of violence and, and, um, most drug impacted areas of DC and um, she's born and raised there and she loves Jesus so much and she loves the Holy Spirit she loves the Word of God and she has um, distributed food to people during COVID and she um, has just served and has such a justice heart for her community there's so much um, I learned so much from her about how dispossessed that area has been and mm-hmm. disinvested and right. um, and some of the real policy and justices that take sure. place whatever but but she's experienced the Holy Spirit in our community and learned from us about how to preach the gospel, how to pray for people, how to see the power of God come. And in the partnership of those, those things, we're seeing the full picture of the kingdom, right? Yeah, we're seeing the that. justice of God. We're love seeing um, the, the, the care for community. We're mm-hmm. seeing, uh, we're learning and, and growing in wisdom about how to, mm-hmm. to build a better society. And she's believing for the love of God to show up and touch people that she engages with in the, all the influencers that she talks to in her life. She's sure. praying for them and, and open, looking for open doors to share Jesus with them. Yes. And, and that's the picture, right? The, mm. the, the cooperation, the unity under the authority mm. of God's word mm. that enables us to have the whole picture. These divisions mm. are not real. They're, right. they're demonic, honestly. Sure, right? yeah. Because right. they're trying to keep us from the full picture. Absolutely. Because John 17, when we all come together mm. under Jesus' authority, people see the fullness of God. They see that Jesus mm. was sent by the father. And so mm. that's my perspective. I'm like, you're not my enemy. If you see differently than me, right. there's probably some things you need to submit to sure. in the process or thinking just like I do. Sure. But if we both do that, it's going to be beautiful. Amen. Wow. Well, golly, there's so many incredible things we could keep talking about, but I, I, let me just wrap it up by saying this. Um, um, the rule and reign of Jesus um, is the worldview that ultimately changes the world for good. There, yeah. there is no other worldview. Mm-hmm. Jesus enthroned in his glory, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, um, the authority of words God, and then a humble submission to God, his word, and this other peace and one another. Yeah. And I, and I think that's what we're experiencing in Antioch, D.C. That's what we're working towards. Of course, many other communities are experiencing that around mm-hmm. our nation. But sometimes when people want to throw their hands up and say, 
that I often say to me, you know, I'm just giving up on whatever part of society or, and all that, whether you're extreme right, extreme left, whatever it might be. I always say this, hey, I get to meet the good guys. I get to meet people like the lady in Southeast, or I get to meet Mikhail, or I get to meet other people that are making Jesus and the Word of God central, and then their space and place is a place of service, not a place of contention. Yeah. And if I was to wrap it up, uh, to say it this way, God's looking for those who want to partner with Him to construct yes. His world, not deconstruct it. Yeah. It's a new day for Jesus to be glorified. All right, everybody, more than you ever wanted. <laughs> Wrapping it up again with Mikhail Walcott. God bless you guys. And just do something that glorifies Jesus today. Amen. Just today. That's just enough. today. <laughs> today. Amen. Love y'all. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. For more information, please visit jimmycybert.com and antioch.org. We'll see you next time. <laughs>